This episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, and they have over 100,000 titles available for download. Visit audibletrial.com slash thescaldcircle to begin your trial and download your free audiobook today. It's time to relax, grab a drink, pull up a chair by the hearth, and have a seat in the Scald Circle to listen to the tale of a pavilion neither in the sky nor on the earth from Serbian folklore, as told by Renogan. Before we begin our story, we wanted to remind you that we release new tales for free every week. Our shorter tales release on Wednesdays, and our longer chapter stories release on every other Saturday. Find out where you can hear them on our website at thescaldcircle.com. And be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out on one of our enchanting tales from around the world. Now then, without further ado, this is a pavilion neither in the sky nor on the earth. Once upon a time there lived a Saar, who had three sons and one daughter. The latter was kept in a cage by her father, for he loved her as he loved his own eyes. When the girl grew up, she begged her father's permission to go out one evening with her brothers, and the Tsar granted her wish. No sooner had she left the palace than a dragon flew down, seized the princess, and despite her brothers being there, disappeared with her into the clouds. The princes hastened to tell their father what had happened, and they implored him to let them go in search of their sister. Thereupon, their unhappy father gave each of them a horse and other necessary equipment for a long journey and they started out upon their quest. After journeying a long way, they sighted in the distance a pavilion, which was neither in the sky nor on the earth, but was hanging midway between. When they came underneath it, it occurred to them that their sister might be hidden in it, and they began to consider how they best might reach it. Finally, they decided that one of them must kill his horse, cut its hide into strips, make a thong and fastening one end to an arrow, shoot it up from a bow so strongly that it should strike deeply into the framework of the pavilion, thus making a way which could be climbed. The two younger brothers proposed to the eldest that he should kill his horse, but he refused. Neither would the second brother consent to do so. So then the youngest brother, seeing that it could not be helped, killed his horse, made its hide into a lengthy thong, fixed one end to his arrow, and shot straight up to the pavilion, where the arrow struck firmly. Next, they had to discuss who should climb up the thong. Again, the two elder brothers refused, so it fell to the youngest to perform this exploit. Being very agile, he soon reached the pavilion, wandering from one room to another. He finally came to an apartment to where, to his great joy, he saw his sister sitting with the sleeping dragon's head on her knee. When the princess beheld her brother, she feared exceedingly for his life, and implored him to escape before the dragon awoke. The courageous youth, however, would not obey his sister, but seized his mace and struck the dragon in the head. The monster pointed with one of its claws to the place where he had been struck and said to the maiden, Something bit me here. Again, the prince raised his mace and delivered a blow upon the monster's head, but the dragon apparently did not mind for he pointed again indifferently to the place and said, Again something has bitten me! The young prince was on the point of striking the third time, when his sister pointed to a spot 
where only the dragon might receive a mortal wound. And directing his blow upon the place indicated, the dragon instantly succumbed. The princess at once freed herself of the dragon's head, ran swiftly to kiss her brother, and then was eager to show him the different rooms. First, she took him into a room in which stood a black steed fastened to a stall and decked with a saddle and harness adorned with pure silver. Next, she led him into a second room where they also found a white horse, also ready to be mounted, but its harness was of pure gold. At last, she took him into a third room where was a beautiful Arab steed whose saddle, stirrups, and bridle was studded with precious stones. The princess next conducted her brother to a chamber in which a maiden was sitting at a golden tamboret, engaged in embroidering with golden threads. From thence she led him to a second apartment, where a girl was spinning gold needles. At last they entered a third room, in which a maiden sat threading pearls, and before her, upon a golden plate, was a golden hen with its chickens, sorting the pearls. Having satisfied his curiosity, the prince returned to the room where he had left the dead dragon and threw the carcass down to the earth. And at the mere sight of the dragon's body, the two brothers were terrified out of their wits. Next, the prince slowly let down his sister, and after her, the three maidens, together with their work. While he was thus engaged, she shouted to his brothers and made gestures, indicating to him each of the girls should belong. He reserved for himself the one who had been threading pearls, not forgetting the golden hen and chickens. His brothers envied the heroism of the young prince and were jealous of his successful exploits, so they now conducted a dastardly trick. They cut the thong in order that he might not be able to reach the earth, and taking their sister with all the booty, they hurriedly decamped. On the way home, the princess met a shepherd watching his sheep, and they prevailed upon him to disguise himself and to impersonate their youngest brother, ordering their sister and the three maidens to keep strictly secret. Some time elapsed, and one day the youngest prince had tidings that his brothers and the disguised shepherd were on the point of marrying the three maidens. This information seems to be singularly complete, for on the day of his eldest brother's wedding he mounted on the black steed and flew down to a light in front of the church. There he awaited the moment for the procession to come out, and as his brother was preparing to mount his horse, he approached him swiftly, raised his club, and struck him a heavy blow so that he fell instantly. The young prince then remounted the black horse and was instantly transported to the mysterious pavilion. On the wedding day of his second brother, the feat this time on the white horse was repeated, none guessing who the strange aggressor was. Next came the turn of the shepherd. On the day of his wedding with the third maiden, the young prince mounted on the Arab, alighted in the churchyard just at the moment when the wedding procession started to return. This time he struck the bridegroom on the head so heavily that he fell dead. The guests hurriedly alighted from their horses and surrounded the prince, who made no attempt to escape, but revealed himself as the third son of the Tsar. He told them that the pretended prince, whom he had just sent to the other world, was but a common shepherd, and that his brothers, out of envy, had caused him to remain in the magic pavilion, where he had discovered his sister and killed the dragon. All that he said was immediately confirmed by his sister and the three maidens. When the Tsar heard this, he was very angry with his two elder sons, and drove them forever from his palace. But as for his valiant youngest son, he united him to the third maiden, and left him the crown and all of his possessions when he died.
And that is the tale of a pavilion, neither in the sky nor on the earth, from Serbian folklore. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, we recommend taking a look at our Patreon page as noted in the description below. You can earn great rewards while also supporting us to keep these stories alive for future generations to come. Also remember to subscribe to us on your podcast application and leave us a five-star rating if you enjoyed this story. A special thank you to Kat for their support this month. Without your contribution, we wouldn't be able to continue these stories, and we truly appreciate it. Visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current events, news, and much more. Not only that, but you can also visit our story archive of every tale we have told. It's sorted by origin and region for the convenience of your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening to our story. Don't forget, this episode is sponsored by Audible, the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks. While this story is over, you can still visit audibletrial.com slash thescaldcircle to begin your trial and download your free audiobook today. Let us know what you've listened to recently on Audible via our Facebook page. We're always looking for new recommendations.